Okay, good morning and welcome home everyone. We are online. So everyone online and on-site, good morning to all. Alright, so before we kickstart uh, our wonderful Sunday service, worshipping and uh, coming together to encounter God as a community, I'd like to invite all of us first to encounter one another by turning to everyone left and right, you know, just say hi, wave around. Those who are know and you know and you're close to, give them a nice hug. And those who are online, you know, just uh, you know, send out your love, greet one another. Right, because we are not alone. We are coming fully alive in this season as a community. Right? So as we come together as a living uh, individuals, right, I invite all of us to prepare our hearts to encounter our living God right, who brings life into uh, the, the life, life, true life into our lives. Right? So if you are able and willing, all right, let us rise in body and in spirit uh, to respond to the call to worship. Come, walk in green pastures. We follow, follow the, the shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures. We trust, we trust the, the shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We, we are, are fed, fed by, by the, the shepherd. Come, dwell in God's house. We, we live, live in, in the, the shepherd's, shepherd's care. care. Loving shepherd, you know our names. You care for us when we face darkness and death. Walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May, May we, we dwell, dwell in, in the house, house of goodness, goodness and, and mercy all, all the days of our, our lives. lives. Amen. Let's join our worship team for a time of worship. Sing with one heart and voice. Unseen, 
you set the captives free As I stand and sing You're breaking the chains of me I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not forget those moments of doubts If I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not erase those times of struggle Those moments of doubting myself and blaming you for all my brokenness Those moments I wrestle myself And you for the answers For a little hope Then I will remember When you became real to me 
we come to a time of prayer. God, this is the season of Easter, of resurrection, of new life, of spring. We see flowers bloom. Of course, in Singapore, we have flowers bloom all around the year. But as we see spring come in the Northern Hemisphere, and the buds greening, we know life is springing back. But for some of us, in this season, we might be still stuck in Good Friday. We are still struggling from health issues. Maybe we are struggling with relationship issues, financial issues, and we don't see the end of the tunnel. We are filled with anxiety and fear. And we long to hear your voice. God, we pray that your presence come to us. That we are able to be fully immersed in your presence, regardless of the situation we find ourselves in, regardless the state, whether we are having a good time or we are struggling, help us to be able to always connect with you. And God, for all those who are here today, whether joining us online or here in person. I pray that they are able to hear you very clearly telling them, I love you. You are my beloved. I am always with you. God, sometimes it's so hard to hear words of affirmation. All we hear are criticisms, rejections, and people telling us we are not good enough. May we hear in this space that affirmation that we are good enough, we are beloved, and you love us fully, entirely, and by that love, we are transformed and brought back to life. God, we want to give thanks for how we as a community live out, how we align with your command to love one another. We are grateful that we're able to provide sponsorships for our retreat for every person who express that they have needs. We're grateful for folks who have stepped up with generous spirit to support our siblings, even though they themselves are not able to go to for the retreat. We want to give thanks 
God, for how we are able to learn to love one another. And God, help us love beyond this community that we transform the world by how we love. This week, in Singapore, Tangaraju Supaya was executed by the state because um, he was connected to two mobile numbers that was used to traffic drugs. We pray for his soul and for his family who are grieving. And we pray for change. We pray that Singapore will be like Malaysia, will follow Malaysia's lead to repeal the mandatory death penalty. God, we are people who believe in forgiveness and second chances and third chances and fourth chances. You are a God who is about forgiveness. May we be able to live out the world, to build a society that is able to forgive. God, in this season of resurrection, even in the darkest moments, may we be able to see light, hope, and love, no matter what our circumstances are. All this we pray in Jesus, the one who has risen the one who taught us how to love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you.
So good morning, everyone, and welcome to FCC. I'm so glad to see all of you, um, and even all of you online as well. Welcome. Just want to invite you to actually join us on menti.com. Uh, if you're new with us, uh, it's something that we use uh, to interact during the sermon time. And especially today, I would love for you to get onto menti.com because I have quite a couple of questions for you. And I hope that it will be a reflective process and that you get to contribute your insights, your wisdom, your experience uh, into this sermon as well. And we'll build this sermon together, okay? So you can either scan the QR code if that's easier for you. If not, you can go to fcc.com. Lee, L-I, slash Menti, and it'll take you to the presentation for today. All right? So this morning, I wanted to begin by reading Psalm 23 to you. And you can choose to just close your eyes, listen, letting the words sing deep into your hearts. Or you can follow along with me on the visuals if that helps you absorb them better. But let me just read this to you. Okay, just sit back, close your eyes if that's helpful, and let me read it to you. Yahweh, you are my shepherd. I want nothing more. You let me lie down in green meadows. You lead me beside restful waters. You refresh my soul. You guide me to lush pastures for the sake of your name. Even if I'm surrounded by the shadows of death, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they give me courage. You spread a table for me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in your house, Yahweh, for days without end. So I just want to start with the first question. How did you feel when you were listening to the reading of Psalm 23? What feelings came up for you? Whether you're closing your eyes, whether you're reading along with me on the slides, what were the words doing for you? Much powerful. <laughs> Love that. Peace. Yeah. Inspiring. Warmth. Cherished. Beloved. Assurance. Peaceful. Hopeful. Homecoming. Yeah, I love that. Safe. Reassurance. Happy. Loved. Soothed. Familiar. A need to believe. Too familiar. <laughs> yeah, this is a very familiar um, passage, right? Comforting. Doubtful. Yeah, right? In the midst of all that. Couldn't concentrate. Very possible, yes. Scared. Okay. Interesting. Thank you so much for sharing your feelings. You know, you can go ahead and continue sharing. But we see the three main things there were like comforting, peace, cared for. And I love that homecoming. What stood out for you in this familiar reading of Psalm 23? What stood out for you this time? 
Now, what stood out for me as I was meditating on this psalm is that the points of action lie with God the shepherd. And we are called to just be. The points of action, if you look throughout the whole psalm, whoever is doing things, the verbs, actually lies with God, the shepherd. Isn't that interesting? And what are we called to do? Just be. Let me show you. So in Psalm 23, being before doing, right? said, you, meaning God, let me lie down in green meadows. You lead me beside restful waters. You refresh my soul. You guide me to lush pastures. You are with me. You spread a table for me. You anoint my head with oil. And what do I do? I dwell. I will dwell. I will be. I will be there in your house all the days of my life. So in this psalm, we are called to just be and dwell in the house of God forever. Now, I want to read to you from John 10, verse 1 to 11. So Psalm 23 is from the Hebrew Bible in lectionary this week. And John 10 is from the New Testament. So I just want you to see if you can pick out any commonalities or differences between these two scripture passages, okay? So John 10, the truth of the matter is, whoever doesn't enter the sheepfold through the gate, but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep, the one for whom the keeper opens the gate. The sheep hear the shepherd's voice. The shepherd calls them by name and leads them out. Having led them all out of the fold, the shepherd walks in front of them and they follow because they recognize or know the shepherd's voice. They simply won't follow strangers. They'll flee from them because they don't recognize the voice of strangers. So even though Jesus used this metaphor with them, they didn't grasp what he was trying to tell them. He therefore said to them again, the truth of the matter is, I am the sheep gate. All who came before me were thieves and marauders whom the sheep didn't heed. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be safe. You go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came that you might have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd would die for the sheep. So the next question I have for you. Now that you have read Psalm 23, you've also read John 10, what are some commonalities and differences did you see between Psalm 23 and John 10? Were there common words or phrases that popped out for you? Were there common images? Because, you know, Jesus was talking a metaphor, right? He was saying he was the shepherd, he was the, the gate, everything else. Yeah. And were there any differences, okay? Did you notice between Psalm 23 and John 10? So sheep, yes, definitely, right? Those words like stand out, right? Shepherd, yes, absolutely. Pasture, right? Obviously, pasture came out too. False shepherd, yes, that was one difference, right? In John 10, it talked about like those robbers and thieves that climb over the gate, right? Because the gate doesn't open automatically for them. Automatic, hmm, okay. We'll have to figure that one out a little bit. Gate of the home, yeah, gate 
to the fold, yes. Rest, follow, right? There's this word follow that comes up. Sheep knows who to follow. Following the one, right? And this is one word that doesn't really come out in Psalm 23, right? But in John 10, we see this quite clearly, right? The word follow comes up and quite a lot of you picked it up. Very good. Discernment, yes. As in, they know the difference, right? If it's the voice of a stranger, does the sheep go after them? No. But when it's the voice of the shepherd, the sheep recognises they know and they follow after the shepherd. Right? They listen, right? So, some action words there, right? Can you see? Bar, okay. <laughs> All right, the gate. Okay, the gate have, shows up in John 10, right? You don't see that in uh, Psalm 23. The presence of the enemies, yes. So Psalm 23, you see, you spread a table before my enemies. Here also, you see robbers, you see those who are slaughtered and killed. You also see this in John 10, right? Life, yes, thank you for that. Yeah, so thank you for picking those up. I know it's not always easy. I know that, you know, I just threw it at you and you're like, oh no, okay. But you all did so well, right? Immediately, you could pick up a lot of the similarities as well as the differences. So there are many similarities, obviously, between these two passages. But there are also some differences. Like, other than the Good Shepherd, you see that Jesus also describes himself in John as the gate, right? Basically, the protector. Whoever enters through me will be safe. But overall, you'll see plenty of commonalities between these two passages. And through the layering of these two passages, we come to a deeper understanding of our shepherd who cares for us so tenderly and attentively. I think that image comes up a lot, right? The one who protects and keeps us safe. The one who tends to our needs. The good shepherd who would go to the extent of dying for the sheep. And that you see in John 10, verse 11. The one who desires for us to live life to the full. And this promise of life to the full is actually similar to Psalm 23, verse 6, where the psalmist says, Only goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in your house, Yahweh, for days without end. See, Jesus promises us abundant life. And then Jesus makes a distinction, right? There is life, sure. And then there is life to the full. When you think about abundant life or life to the full, what comes to mind? We sometimes think of the word abundant as meaning having a lot of or more of something, right? More money, more sex, more love, more success. That's what abundance means to some people, more. But when Jesus says life to the full, he means identity, being known, being someone's. It is belonging, love. It is purpose, meaning, contentment, hope, joy. It is freedom, dignity, relationship. Abundant life is all the most profound things which we long and hope for as human beings. That's abundant life. So to make it easier, I summarise it this way. 
abundant life or life to the full is equal to B plus longing. You see, to come fully alive, we, know, we need to know who we are and whose we are. Belonging is made of two components, B, meaning our identity, and our longings. So, we are experiencing some technical difficulties with uh, the screen behind. So give us a minute, okay, to bounce back into it. <laughs> So B, identity, and our longings. So from Psalm 23 earlier, we understand that we must first learn being before doing. Right? So let me just check in with you, okay? Oops, I skipped too fast. Which of these statements are truer of you currently? Okay? And remember, this is anonymous, okay? Nobody's going to know who you are, okay, when you put that. So I want you to be honest with yourself, right? Just take a moment to think for yourself. Which of these statements are true of you currently? What I do determines who I am, okay? That's often actually what happens in the world, right? I mean, what you do, your career, the things that you do, determines who you are. The second option is who I am determines what I do. That means you're really clear about your identity, what you stand for, and then your doing comes out of that. Okay, so if you're really honest with yourself currently, okay, not that this can't change. I mean, we grow, we change. Right? Which of these statements are true of you? What I do determines who I am. Who I am determines what I do. Oh, very good. Thank you for um, reflecting, right? and being honest about where you think you are currently. The thing is that we are never fully, okay, either or, okay? There are times where, you know, what we do does kind of determine who we are, and, you know, who we are, you know, does determine what we do. But the question is, which is a bigger part of you, okay? Which guides you more in your life? Which determines things more powerfully in your life? So recently, we had a one-day leaders' retreat for our leaders here at FCC. And we got to reflect on ourselves and share more deeply with each other using this tool called the diversity tree. So pretty, right? So the diversity tree basically has five components that we use to share about ourselves so we can get to know each other on a deeper level. And, you know, I mean, some of you may not have been able to be there at our leaders' retreat because you may not be one of our leaders, but I think this might be helpful to you as well. I just wanted to share this with you. I'd love to hear from you as well. So these were the five components, right? Your background, your family, your personal philosophy and values, your energizer, your personal struggles, your superpower, okay? So we were spending time kind of reflecting and also sharing with one another. So one of the components is your personal philosophy, Basically, this means your values and what gives you meaning and purpose in your life. So, I want to share with you my personal philosophy, <laughs> and then later I'll invite you to share yours, okay? So you can think about it as I share with you. So for me, at this point in my life, um, my philosophy 
is that we are here to learn to love and be loved. And I am passionate about the spiritual and emotional well-being and growth of individuals and communities. And my life work is to help people know they are beloved beyond labels. That's my philosophy, okay? I wonder, what is your personal philosophy? What gives you meaning and purpose? What helps you to make decisions in your life as to what you will do and how you will show up in life? And I want to invite you to just take some time to reflect about this because this is actually quite an important question. It is a, it's a quite a big question. I know that you may not be able to say everything in one breath, and maybe this is only starting you out to think about it, but I just want you to kind of just type in the words that come to you, all right? It doesn't have to be the full thing. Remember, again, this is anonymous. No one's going to judge you for your personal philosophy, right? But this is for you. It's a reflection time for you because knowing who we are and what's important to us, what values guide us, it actually forms the foundation of how we can live life to the full. You need to know who you are, all right? What gives you meaning and purpose? Being before doing, okay? So let's look at some of your answers, all right? Thank you for taking time right, to type in. It's okay if they're not complete, all right? Just type in the things that come to mind for you, even if they're just values that are important to you in your life. Shall we click into the responses, please? Thank you. Great, thank you. To be useful, to try to follow Jesus' love, uh, love one another as much as I can. Yeah, that's beautiful. To be a witness of people's suffering and to journey with them. Yes, absolutely. I love that word witness, right? Because actually that's all that we are called to be. We cannot actually change people's lives, but we can witness each other's lives and journey with them. Learning and meditating. Mm -hmm. Personal brand as someone competent, sure. Life is transient, things change, so enjoy the present. Yep. Being kind, I try. Lah. Thank you. I think we all try. Lah. Creativity, understanding, encouragement, reconciliation. Mm -hmm. To be who I needed when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Having clarity, understanding the truth, connection and restoration, family, friends, communities, nations. Yeah, wow. That no one will feel alone and that we can love and be loved through God's love. Yeah. Supporting others, knowing they are beloved and I am beloved. I will not doing things that result in hurting people to love my neighbour for who they are. I'm a child of God, son of God, daughters of God, to follow Christ in restoring a just and loving world. Yeah, definitely. To give back to society, mm -hmm. to have enough to love, be loved, to know that everyone can access that. Mm -hmm. It's not just about us, right? Fear, to learn to protect myself because nobody would do it. Fear is a driver. Yeah, thank you for being honest because sometimes that is true, right? That's what we've learned throughout our lives. I'm enough because of God. Mm -hmm. There's no essential homogeneous self. Mm -hmm. To learn and grow and be of service to humanity. Wow. Be a better person, to be a blessing to others, to create things for people to enjoy. Nice. 
My life, who I am, my lived experiences and traits I owned are all blessings from God to be shared with the world as a witness to God's love. There's no meaning to life beyond what I put into it. Mm -hmm. I'm a child of the Most High God. Mm -hmm. God is a loving parent who loves us unconditionally and I want to help others know and experience that love. It's beautiful. God using me to share God's love and grace for the world through the life-changing and near-death experiences God walked me through. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And later I'll share with you something about that near-death experience. Not mine, okay? Someone else's. Huh? Okay. Thank you for sharing. Those are amazing, amazing personal philosophies. And, and I'm amazed at how you're being guided by such important values in your life. But our spiritual lives do not just stop with being, right? Of course, we need to know who we are, what we live for. But it doesn't just stop there. It is about getting the order and priorities right first. We need to first be, and then we do. And we see this development from Psalm 23 to John 10. And some of you picked it out, right, during the commonalities and differences, right? Earlier, I said in Psalm 23 that the points of action lay mostly with our shepherd, and in John 10, it's not only the shepherd who cares for, tends to and protects the sheep. We also see the sheep in action, right? Responding to the shepherd. Some of you picked up the word follow, right? Listen. So what are the actions that the sheep does, right, in response to the shepherd? In John 10, we see that they hear the shepherd's voice. They follow the shepherd's leading. They know they recognize the shepherd's voice. They find pastures that is life-giving and they have life to the full. To come fully alive, we need to know who we are and whose we are. So how do you know who you belong to? Actually, your longings, what you long for, tell you who you are and to whom you belong. Do you long to hear the shepherd's voice? Follow the shepherd's leading? Do you long to know the voice of your shepherd? To find pasture that is life-giving and to live life to the full? Mirabai Starr, an author, teacher of contemplative practice and interspiritual dialogue, wrote, But this is a lover who will never leave you you know only unbearable yearning. You've forgotten that the longing itself is the answer to the longing. That in the very crying out for the Holy One, the Holy One is pouring herself into you. And one of my favourite mystics is Julian of Norwich. And after a serious life-threatening illness, during which... She experienced revelations of Jesus' love. So sometimes it's very interesting that it's really in near-death experiences that we actually experience new revelations of Jesus' love. She wrote about the compassionate, mothering God she had encountered. And she said, Christ is the one who connects us to the great root of our being. We are not simply made by God. We are made of God. So we encounter the energy of God in our true depths. And we will know the one from whom we have come only to the extent that we know ourselves. 
But God is the ground of life. So it is to the very essence of our being that we look for God. Grace is given to save our nature. Not to save us from our nature. It is given to free us from the unnaturalness of what we have become and done to one another and to the earth. Grace is given to bring nature back to that blessed point from which it came, namely God. It is given that we may hear again the deepest sounds within us. And what Julian of Norwich hears is that we are all one. We have come from God as one, and to God we shall return as one. Christ's soul and our soul are like an everlasting knot. The deeper we move in our own being, the closer we come to Christ. And the closer we come to Christ's soul, the nearer we move to the heart of one another. The key to hearing what is at the heart of the human soul is to listen to our deepest longings. For the desire of the soul is the desire of God. Of course, Many of our desires have become infected or overlaid by confusions and distortions. But at the root of our being is a sacred longing for union. It is to this deepest root that Christ leads us. Our soul is made of God, so it is grounded in the desires of God. And at the heart of these holy desires is what Julian calls love longing. And it is the most sacred and the most natural of yearnings. Do you experience what Julian of Norwich calls love longing? The sacred longing for union with the divine? Maybe for many of us, our longings are not so dramatic. Maybe not so clear like Julian's. James Finley, one of the faculty members at the Centre for Action and Contemplation, he explains that, you know what, not all longings for the divine will be experienced in such a dramatic or clear way. And we can also pay attention to our own dissatisfaction with the way things are. He said, sometimes, often in fact, the longings of prayer are diffused and muted longings that one barely feels at all. What we notice is that we tend to be entirely too indifferent and uncommitted to the spiritual path. So if you are indifferent, if you feel you're uncommitted, maybe this is for you, okay? But he says, but in looking more closely, we can discern a sense of discontent with our apparent lack of zeal. And perhaps that's why all of you are here today. Why will you take time out of your precious Sunday to even spend time here? He says, the discontent belies a subtle desire hidden beneath the surface of an ongoing, apparent lack of desire. We pretend we do not care about what we, at some deep level that is hard to access, actually care about very much. It seems there's a deal that the heart makes of itself not to admit that it harbors a desire so deep it could not go on without that desire being fulfilled. He shares that whenever someone on the spiritual paths shares with him their concerns about their lack of desire for and commitment to their path, he says, I often sense the tender sadness in all that they share. 
The tenderness lies in sincerity in which they obviously do care. For if they did not care, their perceived lack of caring would be of no concern to them. Right? Why would you care if you really don't think about it? And the sadness lies in their inability to see how God loves them so, in the midst of their real and imagined lack of commitment to God. So I wonder, are you discontented with the way you hear, follow, and know the shepherd's voice? Are you dissatisfied with your ability to find pasture that is life-giving and helps you live life to the full? Perhaps this discontent and dissatisfaction is a signal for the deeper longing in you. For all of these, the longing to hear, to follow, to know the shepherd's voice, the longing to find pasture that is life-giving and helps you live life to the full. You see, discontent and disappointments are actually signs of our longings. Our longings for our own lives as well as our longings for the well-being of the world. And sometimes we get tired and disillusioned when we keep hearing about the injustices and the brokenness in the world. And it can frankly be overwhelming, right? So we shut down or we withdraw to avoid feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. And I understand because I do that sometimes. But I want us to remember that our discontent and our disappointments regarding the world actually reflects the heart of our shepherd. God longs for this world to be restored to wholeness. We are people of God. We inherit those longings in our soul for the world to be whole. And that's why we get this, this illusion, discouraged when we look at the brokenness of people's lives and the world around us. We carry in us deep longings and the heart of God, our shepherd. Last week, you heard Rabbi Miriam speak about Tikkun Olam, the repair of the world. And she told the story of the Holocaust, one of the most painful historical examples of the brokenness in our world, and the capacity of humans to hate, to stir up fear, to hurt, and to kill. And she asked, where was God? Could any of the sparks of God's presence, God's light, be found in those dark years of 1939 to 1945. And then she said, we can find those sparks of God in human actions, in the acts of resistance and bravery, in the gestures of human kindness extended to fellow prisoners, in the brave people we call righteous Gentiles, who risk their own lives and the lives of their families to save their friends, their neighbours, even total strangers. You see, even in the darkest of times, we carry within us longings for the well-being of others and the world. You not only carry the heart of our shepherd, you not only carry the longings of our shepherd, you also have the ability to let the sparks of God's presence, God's light, be felt in our broken world. So our last question for today, we talked a lot about longings. And I wonder what are some of your longings for yourself and for the world? Maybe some of those longings are spiritual. 
a longings for union with God. Maybe some longings are something more. And maybe when you look at the world, you look at the brokenness and you have longings for the world to be better, to be more whole. So I wonder, what are some longings that you have for yourself and for our world today? Compassion? Mm -hmm. I long for that too. Something to practice in our lives, right? See, flourishing, peace, benevolence, justice and equity, inclusion, home, love, right? Love and peace are big, right? God, yeah. Novel poverty, belonging, desire, justice, laughter. Yeah. Definitely we could do with more of that. Care, healing. So lots, right? You see, love, peace, justice, God. Some of the repeated ones, right, that a lot of you say and talk about. The courage to see. Mm -hmm. Contentment, reconciliation, restoration of nature, yep. Acceptance, access, hope. Healing is another big one, right? Joy, yeah. So many longings, collective longings that we carry for ourselves and for our world. And we want to honour that, right? Because these longings reflect God's heart. They reflect the longings of God. See, to come fully alive, we need to know who we are and whose we are. Only when you are at peace with your identity, know and own your longings, then you will experience what it means to fully belong. Being and then doing. That's when you truly and fully come alive. Yahweh, you are our shepherd. We want nothing more. May only goodness and love follow you all the days of your life. And may you dwell in the house of God and live life to the fullest, letting the sparks of God's presence be felt in our broken world through your being and doing always. Amen. We gather each Sunday at this table, uh, even though at this time we are not all physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Good Shepherd 
we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. When you set a table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into your fold and help us trust and help us trust your caring presence and provisions that our action may proclaim your truth. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God forgives our failures and calls us back into the flock. Loving God, our good shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture. You know us by name. We, we offer grateful thanks for your loving cares. Open our hearts and minds to the guiding of your spirit in our lives. Lead us in the right paths that we may serve you in truth and action. Amen. God prepares the table for us, offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our shepherd knows us as no one else can. Restoring our soul, healing our brokenness, nourishing us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. We remember how Jesus, our shepherd, took bread and after giving thanks, broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I'm now calling the shepherd to come.
Come to the table and feast with the shepherd. Let us partake of these communion elements together with thanksgiving. I invite um, everyone to stand as you are willing and able. God of love, you, you abide, abide with us. Your, your loving presence steals us. You provide us with all that we need in abundance. Help us love one another in truth and action. Help us give of ourselves to those in need. Help us care for others. The way, the way our, our shepherd, shepherd cares for us. May our, our life reflect our wholehearted trust in our shepherd's, shepherd's everlasting love and care. Amen. Amen. Good morning and uh, welcome home once again, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Um, I'd like to thank Pauline for the preaching and the sermon, the message earlier that was very touching and moving. Uh, I think leaves us a lot of uh, thoughts, uh, points of reflection on where who we belong, uh, who we are and where we belong. I'd like to thank Miri for leading us through the uh, communion. Right, thank you very much. For all of us here, you know, um, welcome to Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal 
Right? So when you're here, you come here, you belong to a community first, right? And who you are, you're loved and accepted as you are, as you come through our doors, you know, sim- simply being yourself. So if you're first time with us here, or you're fairly new with us, please keep in touch with us, help us to know you by going to uh, fcc.li slash welcome, all right? Or simply scan the QR code to help us know who you are, how we can serve you better. And we always have a, um, a newcomers meeting at the end on the last Sunday of every um, month. So uh, if you are interested in joining our newcomers meeting to know us better, all right, to know our community and what we do, our mission, um, please uh, fill up the form and uh, go to info at free or if you have questions, simply email to us at info at freecomchurch.org. We continue worshipping God and encountering God and growing our relationship with God through our giving. So there are two ways we can give uh, your offering. All right, one will be through the general fund all right, that goes down to paying the uh, general expenses of the church. Or you can go to uh, FCC uh, building fund, and give to the FCC building fund by paying down the mortgage of the building. This serves as phys- the actual physical and secret space for us, for our community to come together to grow our relationship together as a community and also our relationship we've got as a community. So as we are prepare for, preparing for our giving, all right, I'd like to invite all of us all right, to enter into prayer and to reflect on our giving uh, th- uh, and also reflect on the blessings that we have received in our lives. Right, the practice, the spiritual practice of gratitude and trust in God. Right, for those who are giving in, uh, you know, uh, giving check or cash in person. All right, after the prayer, we will be inviting the stewards to come forward to receive the offering. So, for those uh, of you who are giving by uh, the QR code or digitally, right, you can simply scan the QR code that's on the screen or in the chairs in front. Let us enter into a prayerful space. I'll invite all of us, my friends, my siblings, that we reflect and look into ourselves of who we are, our being, our be, and also our longings, our deepest desire that's placed in the deepest part of our soul by our Creator. I invite you, my siblings, my brothers and sisters and friends, and come before God and worship God in spirit and in truth. Bring our whole persons before God, offering ourselves who we are to God. God, we come before you as we are with our deepest longings, our deepest desire that was placed in our very being by you. We lift them up into your hands with our beings and the gifts that we bring. God, we submit them to you. We love you. We thank you because you loved us. And with all of ourselves, who we are and our gifts that we bring, God, may these gifts glorify you and may, may you use them for the restoration of creation, the restoration of shalom in our lives and the lives of those around us and in the world. We give thanks to you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I'd like to invite the stewards to come forward um, to take up the physical offering. For those of you, um, if you are just uh, having uh, your check or cash ready, you can just simply raise your hands and the stewards will come to you. Right now we come to the announcement sessions. Uh, the front part, the first part of the announcements, will be a call for volunteers. Right, as we are in a season of fully alive, our church activities are also coming alive. You know, after the past few months, you know, you can see we are stepping out into our activities, engagement of our one another as a community. So we, the first thing to enrich the community, we are calling for volunteers. All right. Which, which, which whatever gives talents and knowledge you, ha you, you, you have or you possess, all right? especially if in line with today's sermon, think about who we are, the kind of uh, talents that we possess, all right? the passion that we have, the longings you have in your heart, and think about if you are not serving in any area or you are already serving and you have something to, in addition, that you feel passionate for, we invite you to come forward to speak to our, our pastors or just send a, uh, drop an idea into info at freecomchurch.org and maybe we can incorporate that into our ACE events, the after-church engagement events. All right? I think this will greatly enrich our community, growing the diversity and the appreciation of diversity within our community. So don't be afraid. No idea is too stupid. All right? This is like... Um, we really want to assure you out there. Some people, because like you worry, the first person will usually judge is our judge ourselves, right? Is ourselves. I want to do something and you say, ah, maybe this is a good idea. Then the next minute you think that ah, no, this is a stupid idea. No idea is too stupid. God has called and give to each of us a special and unique talent and a passion for something. All right. So honor yourself and honor what God has given you by reflecting on how you can put this into a good use within a community. The next uh, would be we're calling out right, for individuals who has a passion for social media, especially if you are uh, any TikTokers here in our, in our midst. <laughs> you have TikTokers. Yes, thank you very much. All right. At, but however, that is no surprise because that is unting, you know, our social media lead all right, who is leading a social media team. So we like to invite more people to join our, uh, our social media team to grow our social media presence, to outreach beyond growing the church beyond the four walls. All right? Because more people will need to learn and, uh, about the good news of their belovedness. So if you are passionate about like, spreading a word, right, thinking of creative ways to spread God's message of love right, through the social media platform and not just, uh, that, just the dancing part, lah. <laughs> on TikTok or whatever, <laughs> right? You have, you have more ideas. Hey, you know, like maybe you can, you know, like share God's love, right? In through a social media in various ways. You are into that. Please reach out to us. We want your talent in social media, right? Um, the more people we have, the more we uh, and the more we can do, all right. So you can also approach Pauline, uh, um, by going to info at freecomchurch.org. Next, right. This will be the one of the largest ministry we have in our church. That will be the production ministry because it is made out of it has many um, roles that you can play, right? In the production ministry, we have the visual presenters. Not just visual presenters, we also have like the video team, right? The producer team, and um, even the Sunday service team. So if you are passionate, uh, if you feel like hey, you know, like I'm interested to be part of this production team, how can I play a role in terms of blessing the community and the, you know, community beyond our church, right? Um, by being part of the Sunday service team, 
Alright, please go to Info at Freecom Church or simply speak to our leaders or even if you, are in, if you are in a cell group, speak to your cell group leaders and express that wish and say, can you connect me with the, the pastors or the church? Uh, I'd like to explore serving. So if you are, if you are, not, you are not currently not serving in any of the ministry or actively serving on a regular basis, I invite you all right, to think about you know, how you can be, deepen your relationship um, with this church family, right? our, our community, by giving and putting good use and growing our talents in this community. Next, we are excited to announce that the church retreat is coming. Woohoo! Okay? We have a very active sign-up now. We have like 70 people confirmed and signed up. 75 now, alright? This one was 70, now it's a 75. So, can I have a show of hands? Who have already signed up? Have already signed up? Yay! Okay, air high five, alright, to all of you. Um, you have not done so, we have limited slots, alright? So, if you are still thinking like, oh, you know, whether I'm still waiting, or maybe uh, you're, you're the, by temperament or your own personal predicament, uh, I know of friends who are, they know what they, they, they want, but usually they don't take action. Say, I know you know I want, but I only take action at the very last minute. I invite you, don't do that, <laughs> because uh, you may run out, we have limited spaces for the rooms and the beds. So, please, if you have not done that, you have decided to go, but not done so, please immediately go to sec.li slash church-retreat or simply scan the QR code to register. Alright? One word of advice as you are preparing for the, uh, the sign-up, right? Please have the details of your passport ready because you will need uh, all the de details for registri uh, re registering for the church retreat. Alright? So that we can do the booking for the hotels. So, the good thing our pastors and our leadership will be very excited about because this retreat will be different. We have external speakers, all right, expert speakers at the event leading the retreat instead of our own pastors. They work like dogs already. You know, that's pastors. They also work like dogs. So now they can fully become the children of God. Right? Children of God. And they can enjoy with us as a community. So this is really divine providence. All right, that we have Reverend Maria Ling and his her husband, Dr. Lim Sui Hong. All right, that they were having the two tracks. All right, the, uh, the, the um, our general congregation track that will be led by uh, Dr. Maria Ling for our retreat and spiritual growth, and then the worship team will have a separate track in terms of you know um, deepening a spiritual practice and speech, uh, their spiritual life through uh, the act of worship with uh, Dr. Lim. So this will be very excited. Of course, there will be a component whereby the worship team and the congregation, the community at large, come together you know, and share the fruits of the retreat, the spiritual fruits that has been uh, born of this retreat. So don't miss this, this chance of coming together to experience God in a very powerful way. Right? Last but never the least, if you are new with us or you are here with us many times but you still have not made friends, Never mind, we have always friends ready for you. We have lunch khakis. And today, our lunch khaki on duty will be Daniel. Alright, our beloved Daniel over there, he's waving his hands. So, please join Daniel as our lunch khaki. I make friends with, with together, alright, um, by going um, for lunch after the service. Uh, please join us if you are fairly new with us, you are the first time with us, or you, you just simply want to know us better, through a lunch conversation. So join our lunch khakis. Next, we'll invite Pastor Miak um, to come over and uh, give us the benediction.
May I invite you to rise in body or in spirit for the benediction. Oh, it just came across my mind. Psalm 46 is two times for Psalm 43. 23, yeah. So, Psalm 46. Be still and know I am God. Be. Be fully who you are. Be fully who you are created to be. Be still. And know that God loves you. Be still and know you are worthy. Not based on what you can do. Not based on how much you earn. But just because you are. And when you know that, may you go forth knowing that God is within you. You are a vessel of holiness and light and hope and love. You are capable of loving, of bringing light, of giving hope. You are the anchor of hope, anchor of love and beacon of hope. So go forth knowing God goes with you everywhere and all time. Go in peace and love in this season of resurrection, proclaiming He is risen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. We look forward to seeing you next week.